Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning. Morning. Good to be with you guys welcome, here. Welcome. This morning for our Wednesday morning live stream devotional with the one and only Pastor Daniel White. Not the well, maybe Pastor Daniel. But White. not the only Daniel. Not the White. only Daniel White. Remember that one time you said you went to the airport? Yeah. No, I was um, getting my concealed weapons permit, mm. and they pulled my name up. There's 400 Dan Whites. In the state of Michigan. Oh my god. We goodness. have three of them in our church. Yeah. There's three Dan Whites in our church. So who? Huh? You? Me. D- Daniel. Daniel. And who? I'll make you think about it. Three Daniel Whites yeah. in our church. What's the other white family? Oh yeah. yeah. I was thinking Dave, but I guess they do have a Daniel. Yeah, yeah. they have a Daniel. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Three Daniel Whites. Oh. My goodness. Well, you all ready to get started? Hopefully everyone's jumped online here. Let's see. We got Robin Taylor online. She says, good morning. Brad Taylor says, Taylors are looking forward to today's devotional. Grandma Duncan. Hey, Grandma. Dorothy Duncan. She's not actually my grandma. I've just always called her Grandma Duncan. She's grandma to all of us. Yeah, she's just uh, always been Grandma Duncan. So we got them on, and it's great to have everybody joining us here this morning. So... Pastor? All right, well, let's get going. We're going to review just a little bit from Monday's devotional. So take your Bible and let's go to John chapter 15. We're not going to read the chapter this morning. We're just going to focus in on what I think is one of the key verses, and that's verse 11. This week we've given to talking about the fruit of joy and how the Lord wants us to be uh, very fruitful Uh, in our Christian life, that we would bear forth much fruit. And one of those fruits that he wants to bear in and through our lives uh, is the fruit of joy. Mm. Despite what is going on in our lives and in the world, God wants us to have joy. And we kind of ran through that chapter talking about uh, the vine and the branches uh, abiding in Christ, staying in close fellowship with him, that that really is the only way to have joy even during uh, difficult times in life. Um, But we talked about that the secret to abiding in Christ was obeying him. The secret to obeying him was loving him. The secret to loving him was knowing him. And the secret to knowing him is spending time in his word Hmm. and uh, just really staying in fellowship with him. And, you know, the older you get, the more you get to know the Lord and love the Lord and the more desire you have to obey him, and that results in uh, you abiding in him uh, more than maybe you did um, when you were younger. Mm. Um, So just very, very important. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer. Uh, Why don't I read this verse first? Verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my, my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Dear Lord, bless this uh, devotional this morning. Show some truths from your word. Thank you for those that are joining us via live stream and just uh, 
help us together in one accord to just hear from you and to help us apply it to our lives. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to do this. In Christ's name, amen. Let's talk about the circumstances of life. They sure can change just like that, can't they? Uh, you think about the weather in the state of Michigan. One day it can be sunshiny and beautiful outside, and the next day, I was going to say, could be cold and rainy. But let's uh, say it can be cold and be snowy. Last, like week, we... <laughs> last week was summer, and this week is winter. Just unbelievable. That's, That's why we love Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, unpredictable. I'm looking out the window right now and seeing the snowfall. Yeah, the snow in Isn't it supposed to be April showers? Oh, my goodness. Bring May flowers? Oh. I don't know about April snow, what that's going to bring, but... Uh, yeah, uh, circumstances can change just like the weather. Who would have ever thought here a month or so ago that we would be dealing with this whole coronavirus mm. and how that has affected every one of our lives mm. and our ministry. But listen, if you've trusted in Christ, no matter how circumstances change in your life, if you have trusted him as your Lord and Savior, you have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit who can and will produce his fruit of joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Remember on Monday we talked about when you lose your peace. <clears throat> God wants to give us a peace that passeth all understanding, where the world looks, they don't even understand how in the world we can have the peace that we have during troublesome times. Mm. But when you lose your peace, you're obviously going to lose your joy as well. So we wanted to talk about how, how does that all work? How, how, how are we able to maintain our joy in life when circumstances go south on us and trials hit and maybe even hit us really hard? So Monday we talked about, number one, we have to claim the promises of God. Hmm. You cannot claim them unless you know them. So I really would encourage you to do a study on the promises of God, and write some of those special verses down. And then I also encourage you on Monday to read the book of Psalms and First and Second Peter. Uh, those are uh, three books of the Bible that have been an amazing encouragement to me when I have gone through real difficult times in my life. But claim God's promises. Second uh, Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yea. So all the promises of God are wrapped up in a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus. Listen to this verse again. These things have I spoken unto you, that my, my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So all the promises of God are wrapped up in the personal Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And then it says, and in him, amen. We can say amen to that unto the glory of God by us. So when we embrace the promises of God that are in the Lord Jesus Christ, we glorify him in an amazing way in and through our lives. Second mm. Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. So the promises of God are very precious to us as believers. Romans 4, 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he is able to perform. When God gives you a promise, you can bank on that promise. And then 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, having therefore these promises, these promises, dearly beloved, 
Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Actually, there's a there's a little book out there called the Bible Promise Book. Well, I'm sure there are um, lots of resources. Yeah, and it's just a little book that's full of Bible verses with the promises of God. While Pastor was talking, I looked it up on Amazon and posted it in the link. So if you want to get a hold of that, it's I just posted it in the comments. You could probably go right online and Google up the promises of God. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when I'm looking for a verse and I can't remember it, I can do that. So, um, you know, and then I always put KJV. Uh, but you can Google up the promises of God in the KJV Bible, and I'm sure you'll get resources that will come up for that. So, hey, it's even been made easy for us to uh, get a hold of the promises of God. So please do that. All right, so that was the first thing. You have to, if you're going to have that abiding joy that no man can take from you or no circumstance uh, can remove it from your heart, then you have to claim the promises of God. Now today, I told you we were going to talk about developing an eternal perspective. I believe that this is probably the most difficult thing to do as a Christian is to have an eternal viewpoint. Hmm. Uh, because we live in a very temporal world. We live in the physical, <clears throat> temporal, here and now world. And to have an eternal perspective is very, very difficult. But when we encounter the difficulties of life, many times we wonder why, mm. right? Don't we? We ask the question, why? Yeah. Why is this happened? Why is this going on? Uh, why do we have this illness? Why was so-and-so taken from me? Why did I lose my job? Why are things so tight financially? Why, why, why? And one thing I've discovered, we don't always know the answer to the why. I wish we could. I wish we could say, okay, Lord, show me why, and the Lord would always show us why. But if he always showed us why, we would not have to walk by faith. Mm. And so, as I've told you before, there's, there's faith that uh, we voluntarily exercise, and then there's what I call forced faith. when <laughs> We're put into a situation where we have no other option than just to, to trust the Lord. Mm. But God desires that we learn, listen, listen to this, church, that we turn the bad things of life into good things which are disguised. Hmm. So sometimes the things that look really bad are really good things that God is going to do, but they're in disguise. Hmm. That's why we have to walk by faith. I think this is a perspective that God wants every one of us as his children to have. And really it is uh, spiritual growth and maturity to begin to see the bad things in life as good things in disguise. Uh, listen to what Paul said, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. He said, while we look not. See what I did with that word not there, Ben? Circled it. I circled it that we look not upon the things which are seen. We're not looking at the present circumstance. Actually, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church about the present distress that they were going through, but he never said what it was. Hmm. I have no idea what the present distress was for the Corinthian church and what they were going through. Um, but we're in a present distress, aren't we? while we look not upon the things which are seen. All you have to do is turn the TV on, and what are you going to hear? 
Corona, 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 Corona. That's all you're going to hear. While we look not upon the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So we don't look at what we can see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. The eternal perspective. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through verse 16. But the natural man, that could be an unsaved man, or maybe we could even say it could be a believer who's simply walking in the flesh. Hmm. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, so I'm saying this is a process of spiritual growth, that mm. you come to the point in your life where bad things, they must be good things in disguise, God. God, you're going to bring something good out of this. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, that he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that we may instruct him? Who hath known the mind of the Lord? And then he says this, but we have the mind of Christ. Doesn't that sound absolutely in contradiction with itself? Hmm. Who has known the mind of the Lord, but we have the mind of Christ? And what is he talking about? We don't always have the mind of Christ here, but we always have it right here. Hmm. Remember, in him are wrapped up all the promises of God. So if you want to get the mind of the Lord about something, you have to get into this book. For we have been given this gift of the mind of Christ. Now, I do want to say this before we go any further this morning. This all begins with having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. Amen. You need to come to salvation. If there's someone listening to us this morning and you've never embraced the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, these things, this mind of Christ has to be discerned by the Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you to even have an understanding of this book right here. Mm. This is a spiritual book. So it begins with your relationship with the Lord Jesus and trusting Him as your Savior. I think of Matthew chapter 7. Remember when Jesus was talking about how you build your life? Some build it on sand, sinking sand, and then others build it on the rock, and He is that rock that we can build our lives upon. One has a foundation that when the winds blow and the rains come and the floods beat upon the house, it falls. Hmm. It doesn't stand because it wasn't founded upon a rock. But the house that's built upon Christ, on Christ the solid rock I stand, a, a life that's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ, when the winds come and the rains and the floods beat upon the house, it stands firm because it was built upon Christ. Amen. Now, I couldn't help but think of the, uh, you know, the present distress that we're in right now with this coronavirus. Uh, I couldn't help but think um, about the Apostle Paul when he was in prison. He had several imprisonments for his boldness and for his faith in Christ. Uh, but here he was in Philippi, or excuse me, he was in Rome writing to the Philippian believers in Philippi. He was chained to a Roman guard. Mm. He was in prison facing death. You got that? Chained to a guard, in prison, 
facing the sentence of death, Nero had come to power. Now, if you know anything about Nero, he was a sadistic tyrant. He, he was one that would have believers dipped in tar mm. and lit on fire to light his garden parties. Mm. You just you, you just can't even imagine how wicked this man is. And so Paul was under Nero's imprisonment, and yet when he writes this letter to the Philippian church, he talks about joy and rejoicing over and over and over mm. and over again. Matter of fact, that is the that's the subject of the book of Philippians is joy. So even though he was uncertain what his future held. Uh, he was suffering the hardship of prison life. Certainly he was under the sentence of death. He writes a letter, and this is what he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, Ben, let me ask you, would you be rejoicing if you were in prison, chained to a Roman guard, and facing the sentence of death? It would be pretty tough. Yeah. Did Paul have every reason to be angry? Mm. He hadn't done anything wrong. Miserable, can't imagine. Bitter, maybe even against God. I was uh, counseling with someone yesterday who, and they've really been through some really difficult issues in life, going mm. all the way back to childhood. And they have to fight being bitter against mm. God. And blaming God for what has been going on in their life. But Paul could have been angry. He could have been miserable and bitter and very, very unhappy because of his circumstances that he found himself in. But he used his circumstances as a means to glorify God. He said, I am going to rejoice in this. God has something good He's going to bring out of this. I'll share with you in just a minute what, what it was that he saw was something good hmm. that came out of this. But his joyfulness didn't match the situation he found himself in. So in the midst of extreme difficulties, the truth is we can still be joyful people if we have that same eternal perspective that Paul had. Now listen, this, this is Philippians uh, chapter 1, beginning with verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. Now remember, he's in prison, but he's going to glorify and praise God. But I would, but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me, what things? This imprisonment. The things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Hmm. <laughs> Locked up in prison, chained to a Roman guard, but he said, this is, uh, this is falling out to the furtherance of the gospel. Hmm. He's, then he goes on to say this, not only that, but so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace. Everyone now in the palace knew about Paul's imprisonment. Think about how many Roman guards... Actually, there's a song about being chained to the Roman guard. 
Do you remember the name of that song? Yeah, Greater Vision sings it. Um, it's just about the guard being chained to Paul and then how, like, how could you not hear the gospel yeah. and how he, you know, there's a good chance that those people that were chained to him probably came to know Christ. Just well, There must have been because then he said this, my, my imprisonment is now known throughout all the palace. Hmm. So here are these guards probably coming to salvation in Christ <laughs> and now they're going out and they're evangelized in the palace. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And then he said this, and in all other places. Hmm. So here, though, though he is confined and in prison, the gospel is able to fall out. Hmm. And, then, and then to even think that the chances of the gospel in that place where he was at going forth might not have happened unless he was there chained and they might not have been reached for the gospel if he wasn't there. That's, that's like his mindset. I was counseling with uh, a couple of individuals last week and the man made this statement. He said, uh, you know what this whole thing has caused me to do is really look and see what's important in life. Hmm. Sometimes the Lord has to shake us up, right? To help us to see what really is important. So he said, it's happened to the furtherance of the gospel. It's now known throughout the whole palace. <laughs> Nero's... Uh, what, 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 do they, what do they call the president's cabinet? Mm -hmm. Nero's cabinet is all getting evangelized. His military is getting evangelized. And in all other places, isn't that God? <laughs> he said, and many of the brethren in the Lord are waxing confident mm -hmm. by my bonds and are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Awesome. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death, for me to live is Christ. You know it. To die is gain. We don't always take the context around that verse. Yeah. What a beautiful thing the Lord was able to do simply because Paul had an eternal perspective. He said to the Philippians, for we are those who worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. I want to leave you with one verse. I have several others here um, that talk about joy in the face of adversity. But 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 8, and then we're going to play a song for you. Yeah. It says, wherein you, rejo you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, year in heaviness through manifold temptations or trials, that the trial in your faith be much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and the honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, Yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We're going to play a song for you right now called Joy Unspeakable and Full of Glory. Ben didn't know this song, and so we pulled it up on YouTube here. And uh, there's several different renditions of it, but we'll see what one he chose to us to listen to this morning.
unspeakable and full of glory. That little chorus uh, will ring in your heart today. Anything you want to add to what we talked about? Well, I just think, you know, I was uh, a few days ago in my devotions, I was reading that passage, all things work together for good. And, um, you know, I, so many times I think we just misinterpret that verse and think that everything's going to be uh, gumdrops and lollipops. But you think about every trial you've ever been through, every difficulty, and think about what God did in your life through that. Did he work that out for good? Uh, there's some things God can only teach us through trials. Um, you know, there's some things that God can only teach us through going through difficulties and hardships. And that's just true for, for all of life. That's true for a marriage. Uh, it's true for raising kids. It's true for us in the ministry or even at work. 
And, um, but you can take that confidence that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. And that trials and difficulties, they just make us more like Christ. And then, you know, even as you're telling that story, I was thinking of Joseph. Think about how many difficulties and trials he went through, hmm. right? He didn't, he, he didn't know that God had ultimately planned to make him second in command of the world, ultimately. Uh, literally saving the world economy. That similar thing, right? That yeah. that drought that they were going through. Vice saved, president of the world. Saved millions and millions of prison. people. 13 years in prison. Yeah. Could have never imagined that's what God had planned. 13 years. We just don't know. We don't know what God has in store. And that's why we have to, have to walk by faith. So... Um, just a strengthening of our faith. That's just what I was thinking of. Yeah, I mentioned on Monday that uh, our Filipino missionaries are really suffering right now. They're locked up for another three weeks. They're running out of food. Uh, Brother Tapai, they have run out of food. Um, so ask if any of you wanted to send in something. $600 has come in. Praise the Lord. Uh, but um, was in contact with Jim, uh, and so we're, we're presuming upon the future here. So... We sent each one of them $700. We wired that money off uh, yesterday. And so Jim shot me an email and said, I bet you they're waiting at the mailbox. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Uh, so that will help uh, feed those missionaries as well as some of the people in their fellowship. So thank you <coughs> so very much. <coughs> I was at the church yesterday and picked up the uh, mail and there were several um, tithe checks in there. Amen. So thank you so thank much. Thank you for continuing to support the Lord's work, even though we're not in the church building. We're still the church, mm. and the ministry continues to go on. So uh, we love you all. Thank you so very much. Sunday night we'll be uh, seeing some videos from our missionaries that we sent the money to, and they've sent us some thank you videos that we'll be showing during uh, the <coughs> Sunday evening prayer time. And then tonight, we got Aaron Pratt is going to be preaching for us uh, our Wednesday evening service. So tonight, that starts at 7 p.m. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> I do not have the virus. <laughs> well, we will be back here on Friday morning talking about what the difference is between happiness and joy. So see if you can figure that out. Uh, because the Bible uses both words and uses them in different contexts. So what is the difference between being happy and being joyful? Mm. Just thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, of course, we just see, I'm just looking down here. We got Malachi Avery. Amber says, missing you guys. Uh, Connie says, good morning. Mrs. Pierce says, good morning. Debbie Kronbach says, thank you for these devotionals. They're so helpful. And uh, James, or no, no, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Nono. Is, oh, is Mrs. Nono, hello. Yeah, she says, we're watching here, Pastor White. And... Uh, Brother Ben. And wow, it's late there. Yeah. You need to go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Davison's, Kristen, uh, Carlson's. So just thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here tonight and then this Friday for our next devotional. Have a great Wednesday. Love you. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening 
at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.